This is Two Shy Guys a Mile High. Cue the damn music. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, I'm married to this guy. Back from the past, we are back at you guys, trash people. Back at it. What's going on? Um, I'm your co-host. DJ Anzo, Ivan. Anzo the Great. <laughs> here with my boy, uh, our co-host, Uncle E. What's up, guys? Tell the people what's up, man. Uh, good, good good, evening, morning, afternoon, wherever, wherever you, you are, are, you know, to our tribes people. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's global now, bro. I was looking at the... Where's the global out here? The stats, and we got some listeners in some places, man. So, shout out to you guys. Um, welcome back to episode nine. Yeah, and we're, almost, uh, we're almost getting done with the season yeah one more episode after this one more season and then or one more episode and then it's recess back to recess again you know you know we, we like our recess um but yeah today we got a special one um yes actually a collaboration that we deeply value and you know has come to be one of the things we look forward to a lot and you know the past few months um but we actually have a uh, three guests three very special guests um, from the Seattle area, and I'm just excited about this one, man. How you feeling? No, of course, you know, beyond excited. This is uh, this, first of all, this is even not only having three guests. How mm-hmm. lucky we are! First time we are actually collaborating, you know, on our on our platform on with our another platform. podcast. You That's know? right. And I, I don't think we we could have found a better one to start off with. Yeah. You know, to to really, you know, hopefully even just build like a good podcast relationship exactly. you know if like that, you know if that's the word yeah <laughs> yeah so you know we're, we're really excited um and before we even introduce you know we, we just you know we highlighted in the last episode we were lucky enough we got invited into their platform yeah podcast so if you guys listen to lfz8 you know we talked about it and now, if you were wondering what they were even talking about and you didn't, you know, go into it, now we, you know, we brought it for you yep. to, you know, to see why, you know, we so, speak so highly at this podcast. Yeah. Yes. I mean, without further ado. Yes. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. My name is WB. We represent two shy guys of Mile High. We are three black men in STEM trying to win. You feel me? We trying to win everything. We're trying to win and building collaborations too and then building a podcast community because the more we can build that as well, we can just grow it and expand it and it'll be exponential growth. It'll be yes, a, a wave and a drip. You sound like T.I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should use the big word. That's preposterous. How would you? Accusations that are being told of if you nah. learn any words, might as well use it. Yeah, I'm oh, man. I'm going to leave the words. But yeah, 
I'm WB yes. of uh, Two Shy Guys in Mile High. People call me Will. Yeah. I am a industrial engineer with a focus in data analytics, but mainly my main job, um, I am a product owner of an application. Um, I work at Boeing. Been there around 11 years, 12 years now. It's been a real, real long time. And ups and downs to the way, but we can get on to that a little bit later. That just lets you know a little bit about WB. Come fly with me. I'll talk about what my background a little bit later. I just mm -hmm. try to let my co-host go ahead and get this. Yes, sir. <laughs> Speaking of this, your boy P. Will. If you listen to Two Shy Guys on Mount High, you would know me as Drip Chronicles. No, no, they call yes, me sir. Phil. Phil Wilson. Oh, you know, if you ever want to reach out to me, but uh, from Chicago, Illinois, been out in Washington for about eight years, and also I work at Boeing Company with, with Will, as he just said, so I'm an industrial engineer as well, uh, currently a team lead on the SPAR side of things, just left P8, so um, just continuously grinding over there, so right now I'm in charge of about six people on the team, just getting them uh, introduced to industrial engineering how to get data, how to produce it, give it to manufacturing, how to use that data to talk numbers and get up to different rates and stuff like that. So a little bit of integrated scheduling, process improvements and things as such. And like like Will said, I get down to more of uh, about me later on once we introduce the last member of Two Shy Guys a Mile High. Wow. Thanks, sir. Well, yeah, this is Al Digger. I go by Al. Um, just, just you guys, thank you for having us, first of all. And, uh, yeah, just coming to the, to the podcast, I didn't know what I was going to say and how, how to say it, but you guys gave us all the intro, so we'll just leave it at that. But, um, the perfect intro. The, I mean, <laughs> just floaty intro for real floaty. Um, but no, I've, I've been out here in Washington for about 15 years. Uh, right now I'm a full-time father, husband, entrepreneur. Uh, I left corporate America for, uh, I was there about 15 years, uh, a variety of roles, uh, engineering roles, customer support engineer, um, electrical engineer, equipment engineer, um, program manager, uh, but ended up meeting these two guys at, at Boeing and of course um, become my best compadres, my best friends. Um, one's a god dad to our sons. Uh, I'm going to shout out my, my new my new bride, Mary. Okay. Um, so we just got He's married. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, exactly. but you know, got, got to man. Yes. I mean, yeah, you, just... you got that new, you got that new car smell. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be who I am with, without her. Yeah. You know, having sure. having her kind of show me some of these things mm -hmm. that we we talk about on on our podcast as well. Um, just uplifting and trying to be a blessing to to the community. So um, once again, we'll talk more about my background and as we get forward, but. Uh, just thank you guys for having us, man. We, yeah, we really appreciate it. it. Really do. No doubt, and welcome thank to the welcome to our platform. Welcome to the to the Jala meets the Mighty experience. Yeah, thank you for sharing it yes, with us. Definitely, um, and you know, just to even like Ivan, you know, before we even you know get started knowing more about them and go through our conversations, you know, what really makes me personally happy is you know just hearing them and their professionals how what kind of role models we have, mm -hmm. you know, as black men that we should look up to. Um, and we want to learn from their experiences, you know, their journeys, you know, even as they're going through it, you know, I feel like, you know, even like for me, early career, even from when I was an intern, you know, even from, let's say, meeting Phil at a Boeing gym, playing basketball, mm -hmm. even from that early, that was a role model for me to look up to because yeah. he started seeing. Yeah. So, you know, when you're young and, you know, let's say having an internship, 19 year old intern, you're only a minority, right? And, you know, you after work, you go to play basketball, but you see role models, you know, 
who are working at the company um they're doing great things so it really gives you hope right it's yeah. like you know you have someone to look up to say look at where they are look at what they're doing it inspires you yeah so you know and and i just, mean to, to add on to that mm-hmm. i mean it's what we talk about in the media every day is representation matters mm-hmm. right it's mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter how it's is it being done, you know? Because if I see, if I'm in the gym and I see Phil, you know, crossing everybody up yeah. and everything, I'm going to be like, yo, I'm trying to be like him. You know what I mean? And, but, and, then, but, and, and to add again to what you're saying, you see that, you're like, that's amazing. Yeah. But now, especially when you put it in a work professional environment. Exactly. Now you're like, wait, Phil is doing this. But yeah. Phil's an industrial engineer, engineer as well yeah, at yeah. Boeing. It's you like know? he's more so than what he's they're, you know, they want him to be. More exactly. than an athlete. You know, more than an athlete. <laughs> right. More Multi, than an athlete, you know? So, yeah. you know, because, you know, we, we, we wander through it, right? You know, we, we when we go to work, um, where you're underrepresented, you know, that Definitely, you, you, yeah. you, feel, you feel like, okay, who's going to look out for me here, you know? Um, and you don't see people who look like you. Um, so whenever you get to meet, you know, people who look like you and you know they're doing great things and even if you're meeting them outside our work environment it it really gives you that you know it motivates you to know that okay you can keep working hard or you know it's not only going to be you here there are others who've done this before who understand your struggle and going mm-hmm. through that that's so, kind of crazy that's good to hear because i'm i need that word of encouragement yeah. right now you know <laughs> and it's um what i took out of the whole thing that you just put down mm-hmm. is who you can influence, just being you, just sticking to the yeah. script, staying in your lane. You don't know who you can encourage, you know yeah, what so I'm saying? So I'm probably, I don't want to speak for you. I, no. That's probably how I'm humbling to hear that. Yeah, you know? so like, <laughs> and it's appreciative because, hey, first of all, bring back the Oxbow. Yeah. <laughs> bring back the Oxbow. Man, that gym was, that was just a, a, a safe hey, haven. That, that, that was it. Workout. Real talk. That's where yeah. I met. I don't want to just about everybody in yeah. Things ain't right at home. You feel no, me? See, yeah. You can you Man. can just go and just be yourself. Like, yeah, I think you you guys touched on that, and mm-hmm. I mean we this has been the 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 culmination of both podcasts of trying to trying to be an example of what's possible, right? right? Like like seeing somebody doing something, not not in envy, like yo, can you like how did you do that, mm-hmm. right? And yep. and like you said, having that role model of it's not all just what you see there, but go deeper. Mm-hmm. And like you said, he's an engineer. He's he's a hoop. You know, he's from Chicago. You know, you start to learn that as you get deeper and have these type of conversations. It's a platform for for us to get together. It's a forum for us to actually get out there. And, I mean, you can do whatever you want on the court. And then after that's up, we, hey, what's good with you? Hey, you've been out here. I remember you was an intern all the way to when you got the full-time position. Mm -hmm. And then just seeing you, I was like, a year went past. Like, oh, dang, he back. (laughs) What's good again, bro? I remember you out here. Right, he made it through the phase one. Exactly. (laughs) Come on back. But, no, I'm appreciative for you to say those kind words. And uh, it all it happened to me too. So it's just like you know, what I'm saying I, it's it's the paying it forward and the giving back. And you never know who you can touch with you know whatever words that you speak. So it's just good to see that representation out there. Other people that look you know we the same skin tone. So we gotta look out for each other because it's, it's been countless times where we just walking around the gym and uh, if I'm scanning the thing and I'm like okay what's mm-hmm. good man right, how right, you right, doing bro exactly. right. how you doing and you know yeah. I've never like I've, I've had people like been with me from different races like you know him or something I'm like nah I don't 
But right before we leave, I'm pretty sure we're, we're on, on the same wavelength. Yeah, we yeah. on the same wavelength. I don't know his background, I don't know his story, but I know it's something there that we right. can, we got something in common. There's with a each common other. struggle there yep. of of where do I to me where do I fit in in the grand scheme of of my my surroundings now? Like mm-hmm. I can look at any black person, any black yep. male or female, just even without knowing the history of, of of Western culture. Like I can see, yo, it's it's a lot going on. Like just. From from a racial perspective, right? hundred percent. You know, so I know, like I said, I'm already connected with mm-hmm. that person without even knowing them because I can understand your plight by just we in it hooping. I'm I'm trying to dunk somebody. I can't even dunk you right now. Dunk. But, I'm saying, but I'm saying I'm using it as an out, even as an outlet. Foot into the paint. <laughs> oh, whatever, dude, but I got that wet jumper. I got that wet jumper though. But, but I guess what I'm, what I'm saying is that I can I can I can already identify okay. and yeah. relate to that person. And hopefully, you know, when we have that time to to talk, it's yeah. like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Or we or we or we go our separate ways. Yeah. Right? They yeah. might have went through a struggle that I might experience as well in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. And to and talking about it and keeping it in terms of, you know, stems and, you know, how we pursue our careers and the journey that leads us there. So we wanted to first know, you know, if each of you guys could talk about, you know, you talk about your hometowns, where you're from, in terms of what's led you guys into pursuing a career in STEM, becoming engineers, and how, what were the main influences you had, you know, growing up, um, your background, so just kind of give, you know, give give our listeners a, your individual journeys to become engineers. So, once again, P. Will, south side of Chicago, Riverdale area, born at University of Chicago Hospital, uh, just going in uh, from a Public school down in the south side, Thornton Township High School, right. Harvey, Illinois. It was just all black people there, right? Mm-hmm. It was not diverse or whatever. It was just trying to more so get out of the hood, mm-hmm. get out of the streets. So my platform came from my parents didn't have any college education. So it was all about us, me and my brother and my uncle, because he lived with us since we were young, us getting out and experiencing something that they didn't have the opportunity to do. My dad worked at uh, various gas refineries and steel mills, and he seen the things that engineers did, and he understood the type of work that they did because he was a team lead in manufacturing his own uh, aspect. So he would see the things that engineers would do because currently I do that now, so I understand now that it came full circle, but he would see the things that they do, and he could see as me growing up and developing, liking to use my mind, liking to uh, understand problems and complex situations and figure out how to get around that or how to eliminate roadblocks, how to analyze situations. If you're growing up in Chicago, you're already analyzing 360 all day because you got to watch your surroundings. You got to know what's happening and how to get around and how to uh, finesse. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, he was just giving me the information about what engineering is and the aspects of it. So STEM um, and then taking honors classes in high school. But like I like I said, and uh, listening to Two Shy Guys a Mile High podcast, not understanding too much about education, higher education when I was in high school. They didn't teach us that too much. Hmm. And then uh, going on into college, having that uh, aspect, because you're breaking down colleges into engineering college, you got liberal arts and sciences, communications, all the different business, all those type of things. So I already had that background from my father teaching me like engineering is one platform that you can use if you're already interested in things like this. Right. So analyzing right. math, engineering, science, so I took a liking to that early in high school, and I was able to kind of guide myself towards that when I went to college, just having an understanding of what I was interested in and what I wanted to pursue. 
So that is, uh, and then actually getting to college and being in like the, I lived in the set house dorm, which was the science engineering technology. So they are more uh, direct with teaching you like in your dorm, they would give you pamphlets on STEM, what it is, uh, different resources and outlooks you can look to within the campus, different organizations you can join to learn more about STEM. So uh, we were handed out this information and it was more so I was just concerned and uh, I wanted to actually uh, make it through college because it was like what my parents were trying to get me to do. Like they didn't have the opportunity to do it. And then my brother went off to the Navy and it was just like, okay, I want to bring home this college degree, make my parents proud, yep. actually do something myself. Yep. And then yep. that's how I got the ball rolling with um, engineering. And then I went from safety engineering to industrial engineering. And that's how I got into the IE field. So that's just a, like a quick little grasp of P-Dub, P-Will. Mm -hmm how I got into the STEM field. Mm -hmm. And it's just been good from there. Bars. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm saying. Wow. Man. At the time, though, did, did you, was there, like, do you think it was a conscious effort that you were making towards achieving these things or it was, like, already ingrained in your, in your head subconsciously and well, you just did them? I saw my dad as a hard worker. Mm -hmm. So that's what gave me the fuel because at first I didn't see myself as much of going to college because it wasn't just like heavily displayed in front of me. A lot of people weren't doing it. Like you were making through the streets first yeah. before you would go to college. But as I grew, and then also I had a son at an earlier age. Hmm. So I uh, knew that it wasn't just me at that point in time. So that's what gave me that extra encouragement and that extra fuel to actually dig into these resources, dig into the things that they were telling me to tell me like, hey, okay, you gotta do something else with yourself. Somebody's watching you, somebody's looking up to you. Mm -hmm. You got to make something of yourself. And then I got to do that same thing, like going to college. And I got to preach that to my kid and let him know that he got to do better than I did. Well, that's what I want him to, to yeah. do. So that's what gave me that extra motivation, that extra encouragement, because I didn't have it at first. Yeah. yeah. All right, stuff. That's wow, dope, that's man. Amazing. That's dope. Hey, you need to say that. We put it and put it on our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, he will. But this is WB. My name is Will Bradford. I was born in Detroit, Michigan, August 31st. I'm not going to say the year. I give it a <laughs> but still Virgo season. So it's right, right. Hey, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Kobe and Virgo. Hey, happy belated. Long, you know? Yeah, happy belated birthday. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah, it. Born in Detroit, Michigan at Sinai Hospital. Mm. And um, spent a little bit of time there. And it was in third grade when my dad had an opportunity to go ahead and get a promotion um, to move to Denver, Colorado. He was working with a company called EDS, Electronic Data Systems. Um, they were a company that branched out of General Motors, but from my background and foundation, like, and positive influence has all been just my family. Like my mom and my dad were heavily into the sim. My mom and my dad have both were computer science majors. Um, my dad, they both went to Grambling, High, Grambling University yeah. in Grambling, okay. Louisiana. Yeah. So from that perspective, that gave me a little bit of a experience to know what HBCUs are because um, I'm always seeing Grambling and Southern and then these other schools. I'll get to the, a little bit more of that later. Mm -hmm. But um, there's also my grandfather who is a doctor, my aunt's anesthesiologist, my uncle who um, is works in electrical engineering for Lockheed. So I've always had positive influences yeah, in front of me and around me yeah. to say right. that, excellent. yo, push yourself further in STEM, do what you need to do. Um, my, um, my, um, my aunt as well, too, she's in the educational field, but she's a librarian. But I just was always fed and kept knowledge. And after we moved from Detroit, I went to 
Littleton, Colorado. I say Denver because most people know Denver. Nuggets and seven, by the way. <laughs> Nuggets and seven. Nuggets relax. and seven. Please, you feel me? Relax. Please. relax. I, hope so. I ain't gonna say too much because y'all ain't gonna have me looking out here. <laughs> looking like Skip Bayless. Skip. Skip. Skip Bayless. Oh, skip Bayless. Oh, whoa, 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 skip. Skip. <laughs> and these other people have <laughs> hey, to let this I'm with Will. I'm with Will. Nuggets and seven. I'm not even gonna start. Back bro. on track. Keep going with your yeah, story. Yeah, back on track. Keep going with the story. Yeah. Um, it's nothing but white people out there. Yeah. I'm I'm about ten minutes away from Columbine High School, where the one of the Ooh. first initial school shootings there are. Yeah. Um, but my parents always knew that they wanted to keep me grounded in it and make sure that I kept my black card accepted everywhere. Mm-hmm. So uh, we went to black churches. My dad always wanted to make sure that we had that connection with them. But it was a little bit kind of different because. Um, you always come from the suburbs to the city and it's like, am I black enough? Because mm. I got people hating on me because they're like, well, you're well off, you're well to do. What do you know about the struggle? Mm. And then I'm not sometimes accepted over there, but I'm cool. I'm WB, come fly with me. So yeah. I, I could kick it with you. Yeah. But it, it kind of gave me anxiety about who I really was at the end of the day and kind of being ashamed about who I was. I was like, why am I ashamed of this? This should mm-hmm. be really natural. Yeah. And then on the opposite side, it's the white people side. I'm like, I'm one of a handful at all of my schools until I went to high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to public schools and then um, I went to Mullen High School, which is a private school, Catholic school. But that's when I started seeing a little bit more black people um, playing sports, football. Uh, so I played football all the way up through high school. And then at that point, I, when I wanted to go to school and college, I was like, man, I need to figure out how to get my black people university education from the standpoint of brokering relationships networking doing all the things that i want to do i knew my mom and my dad went to hbcus the majority of my family with hbcus <laughs> so i knew what i'm going to famu florida a m university tallahassee florida going down there doing my thing um from there i started being an electrical engineer i was well prepared in high school electrical engineer i'm good i'm first semester i'm starting off hot bam i'm mm-hmm. dipping i'm dabbing you know i'm going to the moon i'm partying i'm kicking it. i'm yeah. doing what i do and then those major classes start getting into the way for electrical engineering and i did not put enough time to be good at them classes because those classes are hard mm-hmm. maybe i just didn't have the brain for it maybe it was just a journey <laughs> i had to take or god had to take me on to make sure that i found my right path from then um my dad is helping fund my education that's why he has my degree on his wall because he paid for it he's like son <laughs> Not be down here BSing like this is not cheap, bro. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And, um, I'm like, all right, all right, I'm gonna get tough. He's like, no, for real, because yeah. you about yeah. to come home. You about right. to get pulled off the stage like yeah. a sandman, look like a clown. Yeah. And I was like, all right, dad. So I, I wanted to have something that stuck within engineering. Wanted to not be computer science because I'm named after my father. I'm the second, but I didn't want to follow his footsteps, yeah. even though I'm in his footsteps right now. But I, that's why I went industrial engineering. It was engineering related. And is always able to keep a business side to it as well. I can see the presentations. I can make the different influences I need to do with the manufacturing process as efficiencies, the statistical part about it. So I'm like, all right, good. Um, shout out to my guy Prince. That's when I, I got a internship at Boeing. He went out, he balled out at the Kennedy Space Center. So cool. I was able to, he opened up a door for me. I walked through that, mm-hmm. came through looking fresh, did my thing down the Kennedy Space Center. And that opened my eyes. It was so cool seeing all the space stuff down there, seeing the shuttles, seeing the launches, being in the International Space Station No. 2. It's actually in space right yeah. now. I'm like, man, this is wild. Like, this yeah. is what it is. Yeah. So I knew that I had to figure it out. 
Um, from that standpoint, I applied to Boeing long term because I knew that the space shuttle program was dying. They're like, well, we're going to put up a new contract, new bid, whatever. I'm like, this ain't safe. So I applied for the 737 program, ended up having my interview, had my job offer, went back to school, finished up. Shoo, I'm gone. Um, and then from that standpoint, I've been out here ever since for uh, 11 years. At first, when I started, I was doing more just process improvement related stuff on the factory floor, doing the time studies, um, doing the coordination between the engineering groups to figure out how to get a lot of the different changes implemented. But at the at the end of the day, my heart was in a little bit of that coding stuff. So I started getting better at the data, the metrics, the visualization, using Tableau, using SQL, whatever it may be um, to produce a result, to make actionable data and make the process of producing the 737 more efficient, mm -hmm. um, safer, cheaper and more ergonomic yep. so it's um, brokered that into a position i'm in today where i'm more of a product owner right now i'm kind of trapped right now because i have to i like the product owner role because i get to manage the application i get to find the requirements i get to implement the cool stuff talk to the people figure out where the pain points are to help other people make their job a little bit easier but i also like the coding stuff so i'm kind of a geek so i get into that too um figuring out our programming dibble and dabble with that and then it's like well what hole do i want to go down so i feel as though i'm at a justification in my career right now which is kind of good um <laughs> but it's um during this whole time guys been did, good yeah. to me he's held it down met yep. al met phil met e man I, like i met a countless amount yes, of people sir. that just helped Pushed me along in the journey. Countless mentors that I've seen that helped me and, and extended that hand out to me or even slapped me in the side of the head let me know I'm tripping that. I need yeah. to stay in line and get back to what I need yep, to doing. Yep. And I'm here today, and I'm just so thankful to be on the podcast, too. So I know it was a lot, but hopefully everybody was able to understand yes. my background and where I come from. Shout out to my wife, Miss um, S. Dot. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> she's been married a little over a year, growing too. So the, we got the new marriage spell on this at least as well too. Yeah. But man, yeah. it's it's definitely been good. I mean, she went to school with me at FAMU, so if I didn't go to black school, wouldn't have my black wife, See? wouldn't have my black queen. You, you know what I'm saying? See? Wouldn't have this black diamonds on this ring. Bars. My baby, she be blessing me all the time, and I feel that as also as black men, we need to have the foundational black woman behind you Facts. or woman period but a per like for me black woman to understand what i'm going through prop me up yes, and get me to go you know what i'm saying <laughs> get me to make sure that i could be my black panther in life and i'm my own superhero going out here recipes chadwick appreciate it that, Will. um i got a quick question for will yeah. um you know you talked about, you know, the influences of having so many black professionals in your family, right? And just going up to your dad being an engineer, um, and you decided to take that journey, I'm guessing on your own that, you know, regardless of what my dad's profession was, mm -hmm. this is what I want to do. So when you decided to become, even you went to M, you started studying electrical engineering, um, did you ever reach a point where you're like, well, I was, was I doing this for my parents or was I doing it for myself? Yeah, I did reach a point for that. I did reach a point a little bit because I was like, well, I was trying not to follow my dad's footsteps. But at the same time, now I'm in engineering and um, it's just not working out quite right. So did you do this for the right reasons? But at the end of the day, I think that I was placed in that situation to learn how to pivot, learn how to adapt and to learn to keep grinding, keep going and keep fighting. Just because I changed my major doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Some people don't humble themselves and make an adjustment to push them along where they need to go upstream. And I think that at, um, as I 
had to come to grips with that and figure out why I was doing this and what I really wanted to do and playing to my strengths, then I, it was just easier that way. I've always been good at math, always been high achieving in math. Um, my dad is good at math. He's always taught me the proper way to do things. And, and for math, he's always helping me with my homework. So it was really mm -hmm. ingrained in me about how to get good at these different things. Mm -hmm. And it just came natural to me. So I was like, all right, I'm going into the STEM field. Yeah. And um, I'm here where I am right now um, because of the, those steps that I did take to get there. And um, I'm starting to realize it's just the consistency of those small steps yeah. over time compounded to the points that where you are today. Hmm. Dope. And you know, he yeah. said play to your strengths. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. So that's yeah. a good takeaway. And and just right before you go, Al, I want to stress um, we always talk about generational wealth, and people tend to think about it in a monetary sense. But to me, that wealth is actually an abundance in knowledge, right? Yeah, um, for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, whatever it may be, education. Um, you're a product of a doctor and an engineer, and Lord knows what was before that, but that's passed down right mm -hmm. and you, you, you can see it just throughout the family where it's like mm -hmm. they take that bit of what they've learned and they just grow a flower with it and which is you know us here today so Definitely. um i just want to i just wanted to highlight that so that you know people think past monetary it's not all, you it's know, not all it's, about that it's, it's about what are you doing to make you know the next generation better and whatnot so i mean that that was You've seen two examples you know exactly from, and, you know from you... seeing you know hard work being shown by your parents that mm -hmm. you know and just building that into you mm -hmm. that's that's a form of generational wealth exactly. you know, in terms yes, of sir. values that's yeah. being passed on in terms of seeing you know your parents you know we all see it and that we always like you said tend to think that oh well you know like my dad, when I was 16, didn't buy me like a Lambo. So yeah, I don't know right. Generational yeah. wealth. But, you know, if I saw my dad every day, right. got up, went to work, you know, took care of you. you know, and he you was know, always on his piece and He was always there when you needed him. That's, like, a, that's, that's a, generational a, wealth to me, too. That's yeah. a perfect, perfect segue into kind of the, the literally the origin of my own journey. Mm -hmm. um, and I have to go back to my parents. Uh -huh. um, you know, my dad is no longer with us. I mean, he had his journey and... Um, wasn't with us um he stepped out of our lives at, at age three so you know i start off there with my journey in the 80s you know with a little bit of baggage right my dad wasn't around um my mom you know growing up in the in the south in the 50s you know what i'm saying she might kill me for saying her age i love you mom shout out to uh, Catherine. um but to go back to what you guys were saying it was her her planting that seed at at you know her age saying look i don't want to live like this growing up in the south you know what i'm saying you know all type of critters and stuff run over like she's family of, of nine you know what i'm saying living in, in the south you can you're talking about hardships right now you know what i'm talking about there was no internet back then right so yep. all the stuff that you're seeing on tv is happening in those in those type of environments and she has to make a way out of that so um that's where my story really starts just her sacrificing and saying i want to bring some like you say generational wealth i'm not going to let what is in front of me defined my future she said at five she knew hey i can't live like this and mm -hmm. if i have a child or anybody i'm not going to bring them to this world you know at a quote-unquote disadvantage right i want to put them in the best position so for her her educational trek started then i mean so when she moved up to chicago um i want to say in the 60s or so um that when her educational journey started and so seeing that growing up you know she went back to school while i'm going to school you know so she's putting me in uh, you know, private school. I actually went to Holy Name of Mary uh, for grammar school, um, pretty predominantly black, but that's where I really understood and, and kind of honed in on kind of the religious 
aspect and faith-based aspect because obviously they talked about the bible things like that but i'm a kid you know i'm not i'm not trying to hear all that i just like okay my mom's put me in this school you know i'm not in the public school system at this point which in chicago you know growing up on the south side it's not the best you know public schools over there i mean there's some good ones but um so she tried to put me at least in an educational sense wrap wrap that around me so i'm in a in a, in a system that's going to at least give me a shot but i still have to go and do the work that's mm -hmm. but that's what she always told me so you know grammar school went to whole name of mary so um high school went to brother rice shout out over there that what the crazy thing was and and i, I think it still is now it was an all-boys school right um like jesuit kind of mm -hmm. uh, christian brother yeah. school there mm -hmm. But we had the biggest all-girls school in the nation next door, so that was oh. that was the kind of the incentive as a as a young man. How my mom kind of sold it. Well, you know what? You can focus on your work, and then at the end of the day, you guys, you know, they chili for you, you yeah. know, doing your sports, and you guys can hang out. So for me, I was like, let's let's do it. Let's keep it focused there, so that way I can keep uh, my mind on the studies because I knew that that was the way out because she was showing me that education was was going to be powerful because for her it allowed her to get to a place where she could take care of me. She worked her way up to, I want to say, I think a director of the hospital, uh, Rosen Community Hospital, wow. if you know what that is. And it was in a, it was in a really rough neighborhood, but yeah. I, but we've seen changes through that area, but she was in there. Um, and I saw that just kind of going to school, coming back after school, seeing her do hard work and mm -hmm. seeing her go through some of the things that we kind of go through now in corporate, you know, I didn't understand it then, but I knew that she was shielding me from a lot of that stuff to try to put me in the position to where I can be right now, right? So so going back to the high school uh, stint, did that, I got involved with kind of STEM in that area because I had never even thought about like physics and things like that in, in grammar school. That was never taught to me. Um, so when I got out of, out of grammar school, that was a, a physics class that I kind of got into and started to excel at that. It was like, hey, this is pretty natural. You know, I started to think about college, like Phil was talking about, like how can I take the the situation around me because I did, I mean, gangs were prevalent where I grew mm -hmm. up on the South side. So, you know, it was either that route, you know what I'm saying? Be a dope boy, go out here, sell drugs, kill, you know, uh, look out for police, whatever. But education wasn't really talked about like that. So my mother knew that that was, that was a viable option, but she had to show through her examples. And so going in high school, seeing that I really took to math and science, that really was something that I excelled at all the little standardized tests. Let me know that, mm -hmm. yo, there's something here. Yeah. Right. So I get, like you said, playing to your strengths. I got, like, I kind of looked at, okay, how can, how can I capitalize on that? If I like math, I like science, you know, it comes natural with that logic, that reasoning piece. And so I looked at, yo, how, how much do people make if they use logic and, and engineering popped up, you know, it was random. <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm like, like engineering, like engineer your career yeah. or something like that. Right. Yeah. I'm like, what is engineer? I'm thinking of, you know, somebody on a train, yeah. the conductor, right? Yeah, I see yeah. engineer yeah. because of the perspective. I don't know that there are different disciplines of engineering. The engineering is an is an, a discipline, right? Yep. So understanding that going through that in high school, I'm not playing sports doing that, but I'm like, yo, I want to make sure that I'm able to put myself in the best position because she sacrificed, right? Single black mom. I don't know how she pulled miracles to put me in the private, uh, private high school. So I'm with the brother rice and, I'm thinking I got to repay her. I got to figure out how, how to do that. I got to at least try. So that was my why. So Phil had his, his why kind of early on. He was like, mm -hmm. look, somebody looking up to me. Will was like, yo, legacy has already been built anyway. I'm going to keep on going with that legacy. So we, just to bring it all together, found yeah. found a, a why to keep going through the hardship. Mm -hmm. And and I think it was just those examples that we all talked about that really 
um, when times got tough, kept me going like, hey, somebody sacrificed before me. And so for me, definitely my mother was the one that really showed me through that and through her, her actions. And so fast forwarding through college, I get a, a full ride to Illinois Institute of Technology nice. for electrical engineering. Uh, finished that in 04. Um, that's where I get, I really meet the first kind of my, my African compadre. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, David, uh, David Ofori Amwa. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, from, from Ghana. He sounds, Ghana. he sounds good here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's from Ghana, man. Just uh, just my, my brother and man, uh, like literally over like 20 years, man. Wow. Just um, But met him there and just similar stories, right, of, mm-hmm. of, of sacrifice from parents and trying to put their kids in the best position. And I don't want to take up too much more of the story, but ended up, you know, getting a full ride, mm-hmm. graduated in 04, um, came to work uh, for Boeing in 04, did a, a slew of jobs there, uh, came in as a customer support engineer, risk analysis, um, equipment engineer, flight test analysis, flight test engineer, uh, then ended that career after, after 13 years, went to Microsoft for a year and a half as a senior program manager, uh, cloud and AI, uh, after a year and a half left on my birthday, uh, to pursue entrepreneurship full time uh, with my, my my new queen, of course, my wifey Mary, um, and so now we have an in-home uh, STEAM-based academy uh, where we teach entrepreneurship, mindset coaching, provide childcare, also have a nonprofit where we also do uh, community service work as well and partner with communities. And so, just to bring it back, it's all about it's all about giving back. I mean, so. really, um, and then thank you guys again for. For allowing me to tell my, my side of the, of the journey. It's a lot of accolades yes. in this room, yes. man. Yes, I know. Today. That's what I say, role models. Yeah. It's not, yeah. We, we, we didn't get here by ourselves. Yeah. You know? we, yeah. we know that. Yeah. Know? Um, and I've, that's a commonality, too, with, with us and our stories, where it's like, you know, like you were saying, that precedent has already been set. And it's now your job to fulfill it and, like, pass the torch. You know what I mean? And yes, sir. Yes, sir. that's... I mean, that's like a huge commonality I'm seeing through like yeah. our stories. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you know, and I like how we've you know it, through our stories we're showing appreciation to our parents in terms of the sacrifices they've made, yes, um, and the hard work they've put in, and not it's not even just a don't disappoint them. It's more of a internal drive to show that you know you taught me, you showed me some values that you know that I appreciate and I want to emulate that and you know grow up from that so mm-hmm. that's that's a theme i saw and it's really inspirational for me just to hear you know all the stories yeah yeah, yeah I, I mean i couldn't say more myself, and, and, and know, for so. our question for our that i you know you talked about you know <laughs> she's laughing so in terms of you know when you more of you know in terms of your career you know mentioned going into different positions um and leading you to entrepreneurship could you tell us more about you know what your career goals and your personal goals, how did you align that into being an entrepreneur? So I think it was, I've always had a heart of service, right? I've always wanted to help people from an early age. I knew that growing up, but there's so many different narratives that get spent as you're growing up of how you can, how you can serve that, that, that need and that, and that passion that you have. Right. So they always tell you, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? Like, what do you want to yeah. do when you grow up? And you, you, you're supposed to know that at two or five or whatever. And so going back, I knew that I always wanted to help people. And so going into entrepreneurship, now I'm going to go from, from now backwards, no, knowing what entrepreneurship is and how it's just really problem solving just at its, at its purest form, understanding what, what is wrong from a consumer side. Like, how can we fill that gap there? Like, if you need something to to 
to be created, you know, now you're able to to manifest that in your mind and actually go partner with other people, which is the other aspect of what I liked. I love I love being around people. So going back to when I was younger, I didn't know that that was an was an option. It was just, hey, go do something to make money. Right. And nobody kind of give you this. You can be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, whatever. You just see what you see on TV at that time. And that was before the, the YouTube, before the, the Facebooks was writing your face with other things where you could p- p- you know, pick something out of that. It was this, okay, if you're not a basketball player or if you're not you know, playing sports or something, then how else are you going to get out of your situation? Yeah. So, uh, like I said, having those role models show me that I think going through corporate, I realized that they're not going to give me that aspect of having my own freedom in that aspect because I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to have to live by somebody else's vision, yes, right? Exactly. I'm going to have to be, you know, kind of glass ceiling by somebody else's uh, value system. And so produce somebody else's yeah. dreams. Yeah. 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 And uh, hearing you say that makes me think the more that I'm starting to step outside of myself and view things, you doing what you do at work and solving problems and being good they're giving you the skills to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. You just, they're you don't, just you don't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. But when yeah. you start up like, hmm, I'm solving problems. That's how that's how entrepreneurs make money is solving problems. Adaptable. Well, yeah. Adaptable, right? The Coming main difference background. is that they just have history, longevity, and more money. That's yep. the only resources. Yep. Resources. 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 Resource management. Mm-hmm. And that's the I think that's the definition of success is how you how you manage your resources, mm-hmm. even if it's at a small scale versus a big scale. Mm-hmm. You know, my mother always taught me that, too. That's that's the I think that's the power of, of of like your future. Like, what are you doing to manage the resources you do have? Not not being a victim. Right. Taking that in and growing it to what you can. But that was all learned. I can't sit here and say that I knew that growing up in you know Chicago on the south side at that point. But but at this journey, at this juncture now. You know, we have the opportunity to kind of give some lessons back, and hopefully, yeah. you know, that can help somebody who might be going through something similar. He yeah. being shy, he ain't bring up his short music career. No, oh. oh. <laughs> we got people clapping their hands and stomping their feet. So, <laughs> oh, right, so, I, so I, I did, I did you dabble in some music that. a little bit, man. I mean, and and the, the funny thing is, you say that is now that my our oldest is is into music, I'm actually oh, wow. getting back into it, into it, understanding that because I love the production side of it, yeah. like you know okay. the mixing, the mm-hmm. the uh, the audio engineering piece. Yeah, so yeah. that's why electrical engineering was kind of I stuck with that because I could I felt like oh I, if I don't make it as an electrical engineer I can always do music, music. production or something yeah. you know what I'm saying so it was a it was a multifaceted kind right. of a route um, and I think that's we talking about STEM I think that was the power of STEM for me when I saw that it was it's this is another option related to one thing yeah, yeah. it's a you broad can, you can horizon so much with that you can accomplish yeah. with the yeah. stuff. What, what were you doing were you were you singing were you no I was, I was producing I was, I was producing and yeah, doing a little bit a little bit of MC work yeah, okay. yeah. what was yeah. your stage name so so I went by illusion at the time with the, <laughs> hey, 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 but I'm saying I mean, you know Illusion. Illusion, illusion you know, but there's a bit of a yeah, yeah, yeah. term, but now I go by yeah. seance. Seance. Know. Okay. Seance, yeah. So what's that representative? So so people would say I have I had a gift for gab. And mm, so, okay. so you do getting getting people to kind of speak speak up, you know, kind of inspirationally. Like people say you seance, you, you bring you bring the spirit into mm-hmm. the room, you're kinda of doing that. But from a positive standpoint, okay. where we're calling on our spirit to kinda of, to be here at this point. You know, so I'm I wanna I want all those positive vibes to be here. And so with that music it's hopefully conjuring up those those spirits of positivity. So that was the that was the premise of, of Seance, yeah. He snapped. That's what's up. He did. He snapped. Sheesh. He did. 
can't say nothing after that. <laughs> I mean, you ask. I mean, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like a lot of people that's don't awesome. know. I just, I that's mean, awesome. we be dabble, but you never know what can happen in the future, bro. I mean, yeah, now technology never know. is yeah, here. So without yeah. you taking them steps, we don't even have an intro song to the podcast. So uh, we appreciate uh, it. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, and you, you said your son is is dabbling too. Yeah, he's dabbling. What's yeah. he doing? So he's doing like artistry as well. Nice. Um, he he's taking like artist tracks and stuff like that so I'm like yo let me I'm telling him like let me get up to speed so I can spit you some some tracks and you can do your, yeah. your lyricism on it and then we yeah. keep it in house and stuff oh, but that's cool. that's just something we gonna, we gonna play around with but you never know so that's yeah. awesome <laughs> and I mean multi-layered you know there you go but just have fun with it though I exactly. mean that's, I think that's the thing right like people wanna think going through the struggle it has to be it's tough but when you have a support system and, and once again thank you guys this is fun, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we get to, to hopefully help wherever we can. And, you know, you guys give us the platform to come and share our stories now. 